You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kels Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, it, you know, the slog continues. Things are happening, but not super fun, sexy things. Just, you know, we got a roundup for you today. It's going to be great. We do have a bit of a roundup for you. Um, Megan and I, obviously, we're we were just talking offline, like I'm needing to print the draft guide, the beast. Uh, I always do some real nerdy ish with that every year. Like we tab off all of the prospects and guys that you hear the Cowboys talking about. And, um, it makes, it makes draft night extra fun because then you're just going through and just full blown, like nerding out. It reminds me of, I get a little, I choose things to feel nerdy about and Lord of the Rings was one of them. I have like a map of middle earth where I would try and track where they were during the movies. Like it kind of feels like those type of vibes. I mean, I've already made fun of you for your nerdiness about the beast, um, bringing it to the bar on more than one occasion. Yeah. Um, along with your laptop, just, you know, do continued research. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll, We'll have some Kelsey hot takes coming in hot um, after she's had time to review said beast. Yes. Um, so look forward to that. Yeah. And um, speaking of time, big ups to my wonderful co-host, Megan Murray, for helping carry the ship because time is something that I really don't have a lot of right now. I, as you guys probably know, I've been talking about being in school for the past two years. Uh, I'm graduating in like six weeks and We've got capstone projects, like everything's, I know it's all coming down to the wire. And um, so I'm really buckling down and trying to finish strong so that they don't call me like 10 days before graduation and be like, oh, um, super glad that you, you know, have been paying all this money, but like you can't graduate. Like I'm, I had this irrational fear of being told that for some reason. I, don't, I have absolutely zero problem always helping out with all of the things. I just need Kelsey to remember me when she's making millions after uh, after she graduates. So, you know, I love just it. invite me on the boat, the yacht. I got it. I totally got it. Done and done. Um, well, I wanted to kind of kick off the news roundup, unfortunately, with some pretty awful news. Um, I know as you guys saw um, this past week, that Gary Brown, former Cowboys running back coach, and also obviously NFL player, and he was currently um, coaching at the University of Wisconsin, 
Um, he passed away following a long battle um, with cancer. And um, it's a tragedy. It is an absolute tragedy. It is the, it's, it's, it never gets easy <clears throat> when someone passes away, but it just, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow when you obviously like know the person personally and you, you know, like they're a wonderful human being and they're young and their kids are young and they have a family and they just were full of life. And there's all these things and you just kind of want to shake your fist at the sky and be like, that's like, why? Like, that's not fair. And, um, I, I have like a couple of things like I think about when I think of Gary Brown, like he obviously like what he was able to do, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott and just in, in DeMarco Murray and the, the host of running backs that were under his purview were pretty impressive to say the least. Um, so obviously he was incredibly talented in that regard, but I don't think that that's going to be the, the, the key way that people remember him because I feel like he, I know this, I can speak to this, but he truly was one of those people that just made you feel better. You know, he, he made your life better by being in it. And he didn't care if you were the intern. He didn't care, you know, who you were. He was always just a really wonderful human being. Um, I remember I, we found out, so it's kind of funny, like he, so he passed away in Williamsport. So he and his wife, um, you know, had a place there and like the, obviously they have roots there. That's, it's a very small town in Pennsylvania. Um, and I actually, my family grew up vacationing like right outside of Williamsport. It's also where they had the Little League World Series. If you guys have heard of it before, super small, like Pennsylvania Dutch type of mountain town. Right. And like, there's nothing there, man. Like there's, it's just tiny. Um, they got a regional airport. And I remember we found out that, that we both, you know, were kind of like quote for lack of better was saying like from that area, like I've spent a lot of time up there. It was just like a really fun, like bonding moment. And, um, you know, his wife, Kim was always just so lovely to me. Like, she's just, she was kind of like, a, a, a mother, like a big sister figure to me. Um, you know, in terms of like the wives and girlfriends, like she was always, she just was like so wonderful to me. Like we would talk pretty frequently and again, like just so humble and none of this had ever changed them, like the success that they'd had. Um, so I don't know, man, like I, I, I have all, like, I just, it's like, you always just spill your guts out whenever someone passes away. Like I took their family photos a couple of years ago. I was looking at those photos and, you know, just, you just look at them. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, criminal honestly to be robbed of someone like that and i know that you know even in my brief interactions with him like the impact like he left on me and like that his family left on me and the battles they fought and like how they fought them so graciously and how they handled themselves and always carried themselves with just the utmost professionalism and and throughout everything that they've gone through how unfair it is not to mention like his daughter had cancer which is just, you know, insane to try and think about navigating as well. They always lean on their faith. Um, and I just thought that was, I don't know, like, I just, I really always admired them for that. And so, um, yeah, man, I mean, he'll be missed. It's, it's, it sucks. It sucks. 
So yeah, we're thinking of his you know, friends, family, and players that he's impacted throughout his career. So including Young Hills Charles. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, if you guys <clears throat> have some time throughout the coming days, like you know, lift his wife Kim and his kids up in prayer, or if you know, praying's not your thing, like good vibes always appreciated. Just again, I can't even imagine what they're going through. So. Um, you know, I'm sure they would appreciate it. And, and, you know, I think that one of the things that we can always do when it's, it's a reminder, unfortunately, of like how, how fragile life is and how precious it is. And, you know, the legacy that he left was really, truly again, about how he made people feel. And so, you know, we can continue to try to lead, lead our lives like, like Gary did in that regard. So, um, anyways, um, rest in peace to a good one one of the greatest and obviously um well wishes and big hugs to his family and anyone who was personally impacted by by him but um very 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 sad news to start the week so sorry to kick it off like that but you know it's one of those things that you just have to address um i promise the other things we have are a lot <laughs> a lot different um so we can go ahead and dive into those uh actually meg i didn't even know this happened you texted Dave and I, Meg, Dave and I have a group chat and she was like, Jason, she's like, JG joined Twitter. And I was like, what are you talking about? How did you even know that? Did someone like send it to you? Yes. <laughs> I started getting like tagged on stuff on Twitter, like in my DMs and stuff. And I was just like, what is going on? And yeah, Jason Garrett uh, did join Twitter. He joined Twitter to um, express his thoughts about Gary Brown. So you know, those are uh, pointed and he's, he knew them well. So, um, you know, but just uh, gonna throw this out there while I can. Um, I have more followers than him right now. So. Just... <laughs> yes. Let's go. I, so, I... Uh, you can keep the train going by following me at Meg Murray with four R's on Twitter. <laughs> the goal is to continue to give Meg more followers than JG. <laughs> It'll probably only last, but I'll enjoy this time while I have it. Trust me. There was a time when I had more followers than David Hellman. And you best believe I love to remember that because it was, it was fleeting, but it did actually happen. We look back fondly on these times. Um, yeah, so <laughs> until until a week from now, I uh, will enjoy this uh, victory over JG. Um, <laughs> he's he's had a couple things happen this week. One being joining Twitter. You know, the other being that he's going to be broadcasting USFL games. Yeah, on CBS. Um, it's funny that I kind of. I kind of had heard some some rumblings that this was a part of his con his plan and I wasn't quite sure where he was going to go with it like there's been you know there's been a lot of moves in this space right now obviously we all know Troy and Joe Buck moving over to ESPN which is massive um then you've got movement on the Amazon side of things I mean, Amazon, it just has the blank checkbook. Like that's, it's unbelievable. Like they just keep, they're trying to poach and hire talent, like to do some of their broadcasts that they recently got the rights to. They're building out their content space. 
Um, so I, you know, I wasn't sure if he was trying to do the Amazon play, if he was going to try and like shoot as high as, as trying to grab one of these Fox gigs. Um, I've also, I'm not sure what it's going to be like. Like I can't decide. I mean, obviously he knows the game. He grew up in and around it. Um, but I can't decide if I think his personality is going to be there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that at all. Uh, one um, quite well, first and foremost, I need to correct myself. It's not CBS. It is NBC sports. Oh. So my bad. But um, <laughs> Question. He has a personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, again, like without like totally outing people, but like I had heard that he was doing some test runs in terms of doing this, like play by like doing color commentary and, and whatnot. Um, and I was like, really, I just, I, okay. Like I, I wasn't sure if it was a pipe dream. Like I was like, man, I know you didn't get that Duke gig. Like, are you like, is this just the backup plan or what's happening? Do you actually have something viable? And I guess he does. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, testing someone for like the screen doesn't mean that much when you give Jason Witten a job, like he got tested. So dude, I don't know. I can't (laughs) Maybe It's the thing with Jason's. I'm like, we can't have a repeat of that. We simply cannot. Like that was just so painful. I was like, bro, I'm literally, I cannot fathom. I remember seeing him at the pro bowl when he was his, like when he came back and did it again. And I was like, and I was just like, you should be like, I didn't say this. I obviously didn't say this to him, but he's like sitting with his broadcast crew. And I was like, man, just feels it. A, it feels wrong to see you in that, in that arena, but B it's just painful. And I really need to remember you like the legend that you are versus like this embarrassing figure. Like it's kind of like Frank Gore when he went and just did his little like BS fighting thing. I can't stand that. Like, do not, I don't like that. Like, let me remember you for being great, not doing these pseudo pathetic things. And I don't know, man, I guess we'll see. (laughs) The only helmet off things I really truly wanted to remember Jason for was, you know, obviously when he uh, made that run after he lost his helmet, number one. And, you know, number two, just, Scenes from the sideline where he's, you know, hyping up the team. That's kind of uh, kind of it. But uh, you know, now we have to remember that he uh, was not great at broadcasting and did it with a guy who had a booger mobile. So <laughs> that was such a moment in time. Was- like, God, I, you know, and as someone who works in like media and marketing as my nine to five. I really do respect. I always tell my people on my team, I'm like, hey, listen, I would rather you try and fail than not try at all. But I'm like, but you also got to know when to pull the plug. It just felt like we were sitting there and I was like, okay, like I appreciate the thought, but like it's obviously going very poorly. Like, dear God, spare us all. Like, end it, end it, you know, put us out of our misery. Yeah. 
and they didn't for a very long time. Yes, they did. Not. They did it, was, it was rude, honestly. Yeah, it really was. Um, well, I, I wanted to talk about more things in the world of sports marketing, because again, as we all know, um, I have a passion for it. Speaking of things like to nerd out on, um, the NFL. So for those of you that, um, maybe don't work specifically in the space or like maybe aren't as like, uh, paying attention to the business of sports and forgive me for those of you that do. Um, I'm just going to speak as if maybe you don't right now, just for the sake of my storytelling and because I like to hear myself talk. Uh, but basically, obviously, the NFL has categories in which you can sell sponsorships and, and profit off of. Um, so they'll open like up like a, a beverage category, like alcohol category or spirits category, a beer category, um, QSR, things like that. And then they also each team has DMAs. So it's a designated marketing area. And so, for example, when I was out, quote, if you guys remember, I used to run training camp. But when I was out in L.A., we had to be very careful of overlapping DMAs when we could when we were marketing, because there was um, at the time, obviously, the Chargers were in San Diego and it was just them. So you had to be cognizant of any teams that were with 200, 250 miles radius. So. Um, in, in terms of like overlapping marketing, like that's technically like their market area to operate in. So I say all of that because the NFL is also going through some times of innovation. You probably see have seen recently where they opened up Mexico um, for marketing and the Cowboys have rights to um, operate and market in that area, which is pretty cool. And I know is a big initiative for the team. And then also... Um, now, most recently, the Cowboys are the first ever football team to partner with a cryptocurrency, and that is going to be with blockchain.com. So they are now going to be the official dig digital asset platform, the Dallas Cowboys, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I say what you will about Jerry. I know there's been a lot of things going on right now, <laughs> team-wise, off the field, like all the things. Uh, but you can't say the man doesn't know how to market. And, you know, for again, for those of you that may not know the full like history of, of what his his contributions to the league, he was the first to go up to the commissioner and say, hey, listen, I appreciate the fact that you guys are selling league partnerships in these categories, but I'm going to sell my own partnerships in the same categories and you can't tell me what to do, which is brilliant and so smart. So you get league revenue, but you also get your own revenue. So like, for example, the Dallas Cowboys are partnered with Miller Lite, but the league partnership deals with Bud Light. So while Bud Light has the rights to license with all 32 teams at the national level, you'll see on Cowboys game days, you'll only see like Miller Lite within the confines of anything that's specifically owned by the Cowboys. So it's just like a really, it's so basically like he's getting dual incomes from licensing deals with from the national level, but also his own exclusive deals in his specific DMA. I mean, it's just so smart. And that's what you're seeing with this cryptocurrency. Like, I don't even truly understand blockchain. I'm actually, we talked about it in class the other day. And I was just like, my eyes are rolling into the back of my head. I'll be totally frank with you. But <laughs> um, 
it's it's really cool that the Cowboys are coming out and doing a deal like this. And it'll be cool to see how they evolve. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I I mean, that's why Jerry has a giant yacht. So, I mean, this makes all the sense. Um, And I'll I'll never take away from how, like, smart and um, business savvy he is. But, like, there's no way this was his idea because he he doesn't know how to say (laughs) URLs. Yeah. Like, he's just... (laughs) It's... It's so true. He's our uh, wild and he doesn't know that, like, how to say blockchain.com. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, apart from the. <laughs> now, I had to guess this was a Chad Estes and Eric Sudol initiative, two super high ranking yeah. members on the sales and marketing side. And they've been there for a long time now, like, a long time. Like, actually, just to, like, in true sales guy form, Eric Sudol used to have a goal. I, it was a rumor, and I think it might have been true, but this is how dedicated he was to his work. At Valley Ranch, he had a goal to make sure to try and beat Jason Garrett to work every morning. Like, he was just like, I want to work so hard that, like, you know, one of the ways I'm doing it is, like, by, quote, outworking the head coach. Like, not that he actually was, like, outworking him, but, like, you know what I mean? Just, you know, trying to yeah. push himself further, so... It's really cool. I mean, it's, you're right. But like, you got, I think it's, I think the credit comes to like him enabling them to be like, okay, Jerry, we're going to brief you on this concept. It's going to be crazy. And like, it doesn't actually exist quote, but it exists. And, and then he's like, what? And then they make it legitimate and it comes to fruition. And, you know, the worst case scenario, they were the first to do something big again. And that's the worst case scenario. And that's pretty okay for them. I'm sure it was a lot of like, you'll be the first and dollar signs. And he was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So last that's month cool. they, they, um, kind of, uh, what's the loosen the restrictions on the category of cryptocurrency. And so blockchain.com is who they're partnering with. And I'm looking at the press release now, and I guess what they're doing is they're running a promotion um, on blockchain.com slash, you go to blockchain.com slash first. Um, And fans who sign up with their email on the landing page and purchase $100 or more of crypto within the next week 
get a $50 crypto bonus. So there you go. You're welcome, Jerry, for the free promo. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty cool to um, say the least. I do kind of want to keep talking about Jerry, though, for a minute, because uh, while Jerry apparently couldn't pronounce some of the words, <laughs> just love him, right? Like, love him. Uh, he did hint about trading up and that he would be open to that. And I would I need to get your thoughts on this, because it feels like I mean, in our friend group, at least like. Jeff Cavanaugh is Captain Trade Down, like the I, you know, Captain Trade Down rides again, blah, blah, blah. Like we all know his little spiel. But what do you think about trading up? The last time the Cowboys traded up, I believe it was for Mo Claiborne. And I know that's your LSU boy, but obviously I think a lot of people were not super thrilled with how that panned out. But, you know, how could you have known at the time? It was so fun when it happened. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of like trading up unless like, unless there's something like I've been saying all, all off season, unless there's something sexy and you know, I love a sexy free agent. We don't have any that we picked up, but uh, you know, a sexy drafty is like, could be a vibe, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't know if, I think, I guess, if I'm referring to uh, Connor Livestay did a good, like, a did, did a good article on this on bloggingtheboys.com. He said um, a couple names that stood out to him um, from the 30 visit list. Um, I think his, he said his most noticeable one was Mississippi State's offensive tackle, Charles Cross. Um, and then potentially, Georgia defensive tackle, Jordan Davis. Um, just if it's something sexy like that, sure. But right. like, I don't know. What are you going to have to do to get it? You all, you have like an extra couple of like fifth round picks. Like I just, you know, you know how we love to draft around here. I just want to, you know, think about the long-term situation with like how that's going to go the next couple of days. So yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm usually a trade down guy. Yeah, because I am easily by Jeff Kavanaugh. So there you go. <laughs> um, it's it's. I actually I can't decide what I think. I'll be totally honest with you because I have a couple thoughts. It is very funny to me that we as Cowboys fans have been trained to now believe, and in what I believe is not the right word, but like, I sure maybe it is whatever. We're sitting here talking about how offensive linemen are sexy picks. And we're like, let's go. You know, like that is, that's a sexy pick to us at this point. Right. Like, it's just like so funny to yeah. me that that's where we're at. And you know what? I respect it. I think it's great. Like I, I love it. Um, but I also think in addition to respecting the O-line position and, and key roles like that, Cowboys fans have also been trained that this team likes to try and get the best value. So you'll see us drafting guys that were previously injured or, you know, picking guys, like, like you said, like drafting, like trading back and trying to get as much of their dollars worth out of 
all of their capital they have draft wise, right? I mean, you don't get rich by just continuing to spend and spend and spend. So um, I, 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 I'm all that to say though, I'm actually open to it. And here's why, because I feel like typically you have draft classes and quarterbacks are one of the main pieces of a puzzle that teams are trying to solve for in these, you know, this like first round, like, especially the top level, like you just, just look at it. Like, you know, that it's going to be oftentimes a quarterback's going to be picked in like the top five, definitely top 10. Well, this year, it feels like the draft class in terms of quarterback is pretty weak, dare I say. And when you have a weaker quarterback draft class, you're not pushing down the other prospects as far, which when we are sitting out where we are, and that's not super high in draft position, that means that a lot of these key skill players that we now have a need for in terms of Amari Cooper leaving, you know, I sure we could talk about Cedric Wilson leaving, Michael Gallup maybe not being 100% come day one, um, all of those reasons that we need a wide receiver or we need one of these really special players losing, you know, all the guys on the O-line where, where we did. So I, because of that, and because of the fact that I think some of these guys that would be potential targets for the Cowboys are going to go higher. I think there could be a very viable opportunity for us to trade up. And I personally would be here for it. I'd love to, I think it'd be great. Um, I really would like to see this team go out and just continue to get those badass picks. Like, give me, give me the Micah Parsons, but give me where he would probably be actually supposed to be slotted in the draft order versus like where we actually grabbed him. Right. Like I, I'm here for that. It makes me nervous because of just what I've experienced as a Cowboys fan, but based on the lay of the land this year, in terms of draft prospects, who's good, who people are talking about, who's not that good. And then also the needs of this team. I think that I really do think the trading app could make some sense. All right. I'll follow that logic. Um, yes. We're just, we're so, so deep and our needs are like, uh, we're deep. The draft is deep at where our needs are or so it seems. So yeah. But that does make a lot of sense. So if I won't panic, Kelsey <laughs> said not to. Kelsey <laughs> says don't panic, but uh, call me after the draft. Like Meg and I are making plans for draft night as we speak. And, you know, I, I'm like sitting here telling Meg not to panic. And then on draft night, I'm going to be like panicking, like two anxiety queens in one room, <laughs> like watching our favorite football team just hopefully not, you know, that's, that is a, that's going to be a night to remember. (laughs) There might be shouting. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I love it so much. There's definitely going to be some beverginos that will be had. Um, That's for, for damn sure. Just knowing us. (laughs) And then we got to come break it down with you guys after because we, uh, uh, we're the one of the pods that come on Fridays, so you know that's just yes. It'll be a, it'll be. A, we're looking forward. 
All right. Well, um, rounding out, there's two other quick little hits that I want to round out. Uh, well, basically that you recommended we round out. And I think they're good ones. Um, the player number changes. So as you guys all know, obviously Trayvon Diggs switched to single digit jersey last year. Um, we saw uh, Jalen Smith switch to number nine, which I still hated that to this day. I thought that was, it's not surprising that his career went downhill when he made a move like that. So like, I'm not going to say I'm stitious, but I might be a little stitious. Okay. Don't touch the former player numbers. If you want to call Romo a legend, if you don't want to call him legends, I don't care. It's undeniable that he left a really big impact on this team. So like, maybe just like, maybe just don't, maybe don't, I don't know. Maybe don't. So um, I say all that. <laughs> yeah, literally like, how you doing now? Um, I'm kidding. That's he's doing. I mean, he, we're like, I'm like over here, like talking smack about a guy who's like made so much more money than me. He's like, yeah, I'm laughing to the bank. Like F you. Um, but anyways, uh, Anthony Brown changed his number from 30 to three. And then Jordan Lewis will go from 26 to two. So they're both just chopping off that last number. Um, I know a lot of guys, like also a lot of our friends, like Bobby and RJ have some pretty serious thoughts on number changes and just numbers in general. And uh, are you of that camp, Meg, or are you like, I don't really care? I do not care at all. Um, like, I know they get all, they get all hype about it and get all like superstitious. And there's a reason they pick these numbers. And like, everyone got all up in arms when like, you know, people could have lower numbers on the defense and stuff like that. Um, that's fine. Like, I don't care. I, I will, I, I will say like the one thing for me is, um, I just like to be able to look at a position group and be like, Oh, like look at a number and be like, Oh, like, that's probably like what you are. Like you're probably, you know what I mean? Like even in high school, like I dated a basketball player and he was, he was six foot 11, like big dude. And his number was 55. And so like, it's like, it, you just kind of knew some of the bigger guys were going to wear like some of the bigger numbers. Like it just made sense to me. And yeah. I kind of like that logic in my brain. And I just feel like, you know, single digit numbers are, I, I like that. I, I feel like punters, I like seeing them in numbers, you know, like smaller numbers. Um, I don't know. I just like skinny numbers. Is that a weird thing to say? I'm like, I want to see you in a skinny number. Like if you're a little twig on the field, like I want you, you need to have like a one or like a slim number, like a seven or something. You know what I mean? Like in your, in your, in your number. But I think he you know, has 80. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it just, to me, I guess I don't care that much, but I feel like I do like to have a little bit of the constructs to be able to say, okay, like, yeah, like seeing a guy really quickly, like I have a pretty good idea of like what he's doing. Like, that's just how my brain works. Um, yeah. And then, you know, some numbers just like look weird, like on certain players, like, again, like I really, I really, really, really hated the Jalen Smith nine thing. Like I really hated that. And I also like just really hated having, someone of his size and position wearing a single digit. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It doesn't bother me with like the secondary. It doesn't bother me as much. Cause it just feels like, 
they're small and shifty, they're smaller and shifty. And so a single digit feels more appropriate for them. I really did actually like Anthony Brown in 30 though. So that kind of makes me a little bummed. Um, and also I'm ADHD and I can't remember anything already. So can y'all just like chill out and like stop switching your numbers on me? Like mainly that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally fair. I, I say, let them be free, but I understand the camp that does care. And I, I'm going to let them, you know, have their, have their thoughts and feelings, you know, those are important. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are important. So, I mean, I have to go back. Like, I don't know the historic, like the historical knowledge on it. I'm like, maybe they played the, they wore these numbers in like high school or college and, you know, sure. Then in that regard, it makes sense. Um, and I know numbers in general are just hard to come by in the league. I I'm telling y'all, like it was my, my ex was, is an equipment manager still for the team. And I remember when they would have to start like, you know, handing out numbers, like they, there's just like, there's some, there's politics. Like it goes, it, it really is like, it's kind of political in some regards and you, they have to be careful. Like they themselves aren't political, but like people, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's these players like image and likeness and they take it seriously. So it's just kind of funny. Yeah. And it's always funny because like that, it's something that they don't like people don't care or it's, there's no restriction on it. Like when they're younger. So like when they don't get to keep something or when they have to, you know, switch when they get to the NFL, um, I know they're like wanting to stay consistent or like have something in mind. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. What were your numbers growing up? I have three. 45. Oh. So 45 all around. Yeah. Why was, why was 45 your number? I have no idea. It just like felt like a nice round number to have. Yeah. No, I like it. I, uh, I was always 22. Um, always 22 because my mom, I think my mom actually picked 22 out for me as a kid. And I just became, I fell in love with it. She was born on the 22nd. So I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Like like a little bit of like my mom's vanity played into why I wore 22 so much, <laughs> um, but I love 22. Like I I've always loved that number. And then when I came work for the Cowboys, like my, I actually went and hosted on one of the plazas um, for like a year or two on game days because they needed someone. And I was just this like little utility player basically. And they, they asked me what Jersey I wanted. And they're like, okay, well, we're gonna put your, put your name and number on the back. Like give us a name and give us your last name and give us your number. It's like, cool. My kids cover your ears. Parents cover your kids' ears. My dumbass put Charles and then 22 on a jersey. Like, are you kidding me, Kelsey? Like, what? That's like sacrilegious <laughs> in Cowboys land. Like, what are you doing? Like, I was like, <laughs> and I quickly realized it. And I was like, I can never wear this jersey. I think I threw it away. I was like, I can't wear this jersey. Like, this is who the hell do I think I am? Like, putting. Charles and then 22 like come on man just only one of the greatest players to ever wear that jersey and that number combination and I'm just you know covering it with my last name instead I'm like oh I'm the real goat baby like I'm the real one I mean I wouldn't be surprised if that was the thought process but I'm like you know <laughs> real recognize you should have just gone with that part <laughs> 
And then my, um, this is actually kind of funny too. Well, no, it's not funny. Maybe it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. My other number is number seven. Cause I was born on the seventh. And then like, if I had to have like a number three, like backup plan, like I would go with 12 because it was like the closest thing I can get to like 22 kind of. Um, but oh, yeah. speaking of seven, uh, the other number seven, uh, Hunter Nice Wander was released. And I just feel like, um, I feel a little guilty again, because I'm looking him up right now, like his picture. I never met him in person, but we all know how triggered I get about special teams guys. And he actually looks like a pretty decent, like he's like an attractive, like, I'm like, Oh, like you're kind of cute. Like you're, I think you're cute. And, and I've probably talked very poorly of you. I know I've talked very poorly of you and you look like a very friendly, normal human being. Why didn't I slide his DMs when he was in town? <laughs> and he was number number seven. Like it could have been fate. Like I'm like, hello. <laughs> I'm probably saying this, and like he's probably like married, <laughs> like three kids. Also, just getting rid of all your future boyfriends. Like how rude. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. So rude. Watch. Could you guys imagine? Had- we could. I'm like. I'm like. Listen, Hunter. We have a lot in common. I too am very passionate about special teams, just in a different kind of way. <laughs> if you started, if, if you ever started dating someone on special teams, like your tune would change so fast. You just, be like, you know, he tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So terrible. So terrible. Oh man. Well, um, that's all we have on the list tonight. Meg, did I miss anything? Well, um, you, I think that about covers it for this week. We have, we're going to have some like pretty, uh, full beastie episodes, you know, coming up. So <laughs> yeah, we will let us know if there's anyone you want us to, uh, to bring on the show. We're going to try and start rounding up some guests. Um, I know we got, you'll get through the draft and then there's also the summer and I will be graduated. So I will be a lot more present. Um, be back on the social medias. Yes, I am good. I know a couple of you, a couple of you reach out like on, on like DM me like, Hey, like we haven't seen you post in a minute. Like, are you good? I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm so underwater with work is so insane. School is so insane. Like I just today sent in my taxes. Like I am buried. So I appreciate you guys reaching out. I'm good. <laughs> um, it was very sweet. There, there will be a uh, long caption with a selfie in the future. Oh, you know? guaranteed. Like that's forthcoming within the next like two weeks. You guys know I can't stay away that long. <laughs> Uh-huh. all right guys well we do appreciate you tuning in uh another massive big thanks to the one and only megan murray for straight up carrying the team on her back these last couple of weeks so gang gang in that regard uh but you guys should follow us on social media make sure that meg and i and mainly meg have more followers than jason garrett and you can find me on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the Block and the Boys podcast. We have a ton of good content coming up for you guys, especially this time of year. 
follow us wherever you get your podcast whether that's spotify apple itunes or stitcher rate review subscribe it truly truly does help us out five stars thank you guys so so much but uh you know it's especially important that we remember where our allegiances lie come this time of year now that you know we are in the the throes of constructing our future super bowl winning team and all of that to say there's some really important words that we need to make sure you guys carry with you throughout the weekend and the rest of next week. Megan? <laughs> Dallas forever. Philly for never. Don't get it twisted. And uh, the commanders, trash. Like, what are we doing, guys? Just taking else. Getting, you know, yeah. getting, uh, getting calls from Congress over there. Enjoy those talks, Danny boy. Bye, guys.